Everything is expensive these days, you know that. The government is printing trillions of dollars in consumer prices higher than ever. If the government continues its printing and spending, the dollar could continue its freefall and lose its coveted role as the world reserve currency. Let's hope that doesn't happen. But there are a few things you can do right now. American Hartford Gold can show you how to protect your money, your retirement, your hard-earned savings against inflation by helping you diversify a portion of your portfolio into physical gold and silver. Start with a short phone call, and they can have physical gold and silver delivered right to your door or put inside your 401k or IRA. So please call or text them right now. Tell them Bill O'Reilly sent you. Call 877-444-GOLD, 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. Again, that's 877-444-GOLD, or text GOLD to 65532. I'm Mike Slater from the podcast Politics by Faith. This is a crazy time in our country. It's stressful, a lot of anxiety, and it's going to get worse. And I realized that one of the things that helps me take away the stress is realizing that there's nothing new under the sun. So on this podcast, we take the news of the day and we run it through the Bible and other periods in history to realize that we've been through this before and we can rise above again. Politics by Faith, anywhere you listen to the podcast. Politics by Faith. Bill O'Reilly here. Welcome to the No Spin News. Thursday, February 29th, 2024. Stand up for your country on this leap day. So there's an interesting tradition behind uh, the leap year, which we'll tell you about in the final thought. Uh, If you want to hang tough for that, I hope you do. So it's another busy news day. Um, We've got three, primarily three major stories all week working. Um, And uh, from now on, until November, the vote, it's all going to be about power in America. Who's going to get it? Going to be Trump or it's going to be the Democrats? I don't say Biden because I still think that he's going to get derailed. But, you know, that's a speculation. Um, Once again, though, the border is now emerging as the primary issue in the campaign. And that is the subject of this evening's Talking Points memo. So we've got both uh, President Biden and former President Trump down on the border today. Brownsville, Texas is where Biden is. He's meeting with Customs and, you know, all of that. He's going to have a 4.30 um, in the afternoon uh, briefing. He'll blame the Republicans for not signing the immigration bill, which we've gone over a thousand times. It wouldn't solve the problem, so why sign it? I wouldn't. And, you know, I'm looking for solutions down on that border. But that's what Biden is likely to do. Now, Trump, I don't know what he's going to do. I mean, he's going to slam Biden. We know that. He's going to be on uh, with Hannity tonight on Fox News. Uh, I don't expect anything from either man to advance the situation. We pretty much know um, that Trump was a border hawk and that Biden opened the border inexplicably. I mean, a very essential question is, why'd you do that? You never answered it. I don't even know how many times I've been asked, why'd you do that? 
My first question, if I interviewed Biden, what was that? Why? You think he's got an answer? He doesn't. So we came up with some interesting stats. So um, under Biden, three years plus, uh, there have been 7.3 million encounters between foreign nationals and border agents in uh, the South. 7.3 million. That does not count the people who got away completely. So I'm putting it at 10. I'm putting the number at 10 since Biden has been in. Under Trump, that was 2.1 encounters. So that's a startling difference. And that's what I run on if I'm Trump right there. Again, look, um, when I got in and uh, to office, this border thing got worse. And then we had COVID and all this, but I fixed it my last year, which he did with Remain in Mexico. Keep it simple, keep it simple, keep it simple. And then go into the consequences of Biden's actions. What is Biden going to do? I mean, uh, I was on Cuomo last night on News Nation. We are on there Wednesday nights, 8 o'clock. And we're with Leland Vittert, ex-Fox News guy, on Monday at 7. And here's what I said to Cuomo. Go. And the Democrat, the people who really are smart running the Democratic Party know it. They're coming more and more desperate. They can't justify sanctuary cities any longer, as you pointed out. And that was good reporting, Cuomo, by the way. Um, and so they got to throw Joe Biden down to the border tomorrow, a place he doesn't want to be. What is he going to do down there? Right. Go, I'm sorry I, I screwed know. up for three years. I, you know, what is he possibly going to say? Gonna... Yeah, what he's going to say is Republicans' fault, Trump's fault, whatever. Absurd. It's absurd. But that's the game. You know, they, they, both political parties, both of them, Count on dumb Americans to vote for them. That's a true statement. They throw out all propaganda all the time and hope that the dumb people who know nothing will go, oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Uh, all the Republicans want to ban abortion. Oh, yeah, okay. Uh, oh, oh, yeah, it's Trump's fault at the border. Oh, no, inflation isn't bad. No, that's right. You know, that's what they hope. Just convince the people who don't know anything and we can win. And both do it, but the Democrats do it more at this point in history anyway. Okay. I didn't get a lot of pushback from from Cuomo on that, by the way, uh, so you know. He likes the Senate border bill. I don't. And that's a disagreement. So it's a legitimate disagreement. He thinks it's going to help, and I don't. I'm I'm right, but what are you going to do? So uh, anyway, um, Biden is desperate. Democratic Party is desperate. They know that the American people have now turned away from President Biden. Part of it's his age. Part of it's his incompetence. uh, Part of it's their circumstance. And we're paying so much more for food and insurance premiums. Those are really killers. So there really isn't any enthusiasm for Biden at all. The Democrats know he can't debate, can't put him up for a debate. All right. They know that any day he could say anything insane. He could fall down. He could die. I mean, that's where Joe Biden is in his station of life. So they're desperate. And that's why he is down there. Last thing, just the border encounters alone under Biden 
cost the United States taxpayer $150 billion a year. Half a trillion so far, anyway. Just to supervise all of this madness that Biden himself caused. Now, I know that voters and everybody, it's not real to them. But it will be. It will be. It's coming. That's a memo. Okay, so Joe Biden's son, uh, Hunter, uh, testified for seven hours uh, in front of the House Oversight Committee, the House Judiciary Committee. We have three things that he said. But first of all, I wrote a message of the day, and everybody can access that every morning. You don't have to be a member of anything. And on the message of the day, I made fun of Joe Biden saying he didn't know anything about his son's circumstance, business circumstance. It's impossible. It's impossible that your son and your brother would be amassing tens of millions of dollars and you don't know anything about it. It's just, it's inconceivable. I got kids. Most of you have kids, grandkids. You know, okay? And I'm like, oh, no, I didn't know. So you want to believe it, go ahead. But it's a funny column, a funny message of the day, and it's there. So the three things that we took out of this were that um, Hunter Biden explains that he really, his father really wasn't with him when he threatened the Chinese CEFC guy. That's a Chinese uh, energy company. You better send me a lot of money because my father's here and he'll get you or whatever it was. And his father wasn't there. And Hunter says he might have been drunk or high at the time that he put that on a WhatsApp message. Yeah, he probably were because he was drunk or high all the time. Um, And now he's embarrassed that he sent the message, but his father definitely wasn't there. Who knows? Okay, who knows when he was there or not? Then uh, in the fifth grade, um, we all blamed someone else when we got into trouble because they did something worse. Well, Hunter Biden is emotionally in the fifth grade. So he goes, Jared Kushner, that is Donald Trump's son-in-law, married to Ivanka Trump. So Kushner has an investment firm, and he's had it for a long, long time. So you give uh, Jared Kushner money uh, in the American investment firm, not a creative name, and Jared Kushner and his people invest your money for you. And you get a monthly statement. So the Saudis gave uh, Jared Kushner, who they like, because Kushner's been nice to the Saudis, $2 billion to invest. It's a pretty, pretty big deposit. But there's nothing illegal about that. There's nothing untoward about it, right? Jared Kushner has had an investment firm for years. Now, I don't, I don't want to be in a position of being Jared Kushner's defender or the Trump family's defender. That's not my job here. But it was so absurd that Hunter Biden, oh, look at me, you're after me. What about Jared Kushner? Well, what about him? He's, he's running an investment firm. The Saudis like him, they gave him $2 billion. That's not illegal. Now, did he trade on his father's uh, in-law's name? Maybe. But it's different from what you did because you didn't provide any services for these people at all. What'd you do? Nobody knows. You don't know. You were stoned or drunk. Okay. And the third one, um, 
was that, let's see, uh, oh, and this is key, that his father didn't do anything, didn't know anything, never discussed it, uh, you know, okay. People believe what they want to believe. You want to believe that? Go ahead. Now, uh, the uh, James Comer, the House Oversight Committee chair, wants it to be public now. He wants to bring Hunter Biden back <clears throat> to publicly ask him questions so they can match up what he said in his de- deposition privately. But uh, Abby Lowell, uh, Biden's attorney, said, ah, we don't think so. So they'll probably have to subpoena him all over again. We don't know whether that's going to work or anything like that. Who is there for the families left behind when a service member or first responder dies or is catastrophically injured in the line of duty? Who is helping our nation's homeless veterans? And who is helping our nation keep its vow to never forget 9-11? I'll tell you who. The Tunnel to Towers Foundation. The Foundations in the Line of Duty programs honor our nation's heroes and their families. That includes its Gold Star, Fallen First Responder, Smart Home, and Homeless Veteran programs. The Foundation's Never Forget programs engage people in 9-11 remembrance across America, over 80 runs, walks, and climbs a year, dozens of golf outings and barbecues, and the Tunnel to Towers 9-11 Institute is helping to educate kids in kindergarten through 12th grade about our nation's darkest day, 9-11. More than 95 cents of every dollar you donate to Tunnel to Towers goes to its programs. This charity keeps its word and honors our nation's greatest heroes. Donate $11 a month to Tunnel to Towers at T2T.org. That's T, the number two, T.org. Hey guys, it's Vivek Ramaswamy here, inviting you to listen to my podcast, Truth. We just relaunched it after the campaign, and we are already riding up the podcast charts. Here's why. I think that hard, in-depth conversations about the tough issues is the only way we're going to get this country back. Because make no mistake, we are currently in a war for the future of America, and you cannot win a war unless you're willing to speak the truth. If you want standard conservative talking points, This podcast is not for you, but if you want to go deeper and hear the conversations you're not going to find anywhere else, the conversations that will challenge you, that will challenge me, then subscribe to Truth with Vivek Ramaswamy on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And I promise you, you're going to cover terrain that you're not going to hear elsewhere. All right, here is the most important story as far as you're concerned uh, of the day. So Donald Trump, made mistakes after he was defeated in 2020. Now, if you don't want to believe that, you don't have to believe it. Because Trump didn't believe that he lost. He sincerely did not believe that he lost. And to this day, millions of Americans don't believe Trump legitimately lost. They think the election was a fraud. That opinion is fine under the Constitution but it is an opinion. Now, because Trump wanted to believe that, okay, wanted to believe it, he took actions to try to stem the election, like this elector, you know, parallel elector thing. He, he had a big rally on January 6th where he gave a speech. In the speech, he said peaceful, obviously on the record. On January 5th, he alerted the Pentagon on, on the record. We have all that. That's called exculpatory evidence. Doesn't matter. The Justice Department charged Trump criminally with trying to divert the election, subvert the election. Okay? So 
that's in play. Trump lawyers went to federal court and said, hey, you can't charge a sitting president with a crime for what he does in office. Now, if you shot your wife, that's a criminal act. But what Trump did was a political act. You see the difference? So if Trump in the White House or any president committed a criminal act, then you don't have immunity. But if it's under political, which this clearly was, okay, the vote certification, then he has immunity according to the Constitution. And that is the case the Supreme Court said yesterday. We will hear that case. Are you all clear on that? If you're not, bill at billoreilly.com, bill at billoreilly.com. But that's about as clear as I can make it. The Supreme Court is going to hear the case and the opening arguments start at the end of April. That means that the decision will come at the end of June most likely, backing up because the special counsel the Justice Department can't do anything. Now, stop dead until the Supreme Court rules. And I figured out that's one of the reasons the Supreme Court hasn't ruled about the ballot in uh, Colorado and in uh, Maine and now in Illinois, because as long as the Supreme Court is deliberating on that question, they can't take Trump's name off the ballot. And I think that's what's going to happen. Because the Supreme Court would have ruled already on it if they were going to, I think. Oh, but they might drop it tomorrow. Anyway, um, the Supreme Court taking that case makes it almost impossible for the federal government to try it before the election. Okay, because the Trump lawyers can delay, delay, delay until after the election. And that's what Trump wanted. So, of course, NBC News, the leading, they are the most left network uh, company, and they are allied with the Democratic Party, more than ABC and CBS. And, and both ABC and CBS are allied with them, but not as much as NBC. So here's what one of their commentators said, go. Today, the right-wing dominated Supreme Court gave Donald Trump a gift, the, the biggest possible gift anyone could give him, the biggest possible gift they have given him yet. Remember, Donald Trump, of course, participated in a violent co coup to overthrow democracy. Yeah, OK, sure. Um, now, that guy, he'll never give you an honest take about anything. He's intellectually, in my opinion, dishonest. And he always has been. There's never been a deviation from his presentation. Nobody watches him. Nobody's ever watched him. I killed him like six, seven to one when I was up against him at Fox. But that's the line that Trump participated in a violent coup, that he incited violence. Well, he hasn't been charged in any of that. They've been charged in insurrection, but that guy knows. NBC knows. They know what happened. But the fury now of the networks, the three networks, where do you see the Sunday shows? I know you don't watch them, but I'll have the clips on Monday. Um, they're just furious because they know. This is a huge, huge victory for Donald Trump. Um, okay. Uh, we will uh, move ahead now. I mentioned Illinois, some crazy left-wing judge in Cook County. That Chicago, Tracy Porter, said uh, Trump can't be on the ballot. Okay, fine. We, we understand, <clears throat> lady, what you're doing. You want to get attention. And uh, by the way, uh, Judge uh, Porter was in charge of parking tickets uh, until recently. She'd be doing. Romney. So Mitt Romney... Uh, 
up there uh, with Liz Cheney, <clears throat> both of them hate Trump. It's like dripping. Here's what Romney said. Go. Would you vote for Donald Trump over Joe Biden? No, 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 okay. absolutely not. I mean, for me, there, there are two factors in deciding who I want to <clears throat> have as the leader of my country and, and the person who is the example of the president for my kids and my grandkids. One is their position and policies. And on foreign policy, I'm, I'm not aligned with, with Donald Trump, at least as I understand his policy. On domestic policy, yeah, I align with many of his domestic policies. But there's another dimension besides policy, and that's character. Okay, so uh, Romney, because he personally hates Trump, is putting that personal hatred above the welfare of his country. Yeah, I mean, you pull the lever for Joe Biden. I, I, look, we went over this, okay? So Romney, I, I don't know. I know Romney. I'm surprised. Don't vote for anybody. But don't say you're going to vote for Biden. My God. RFK Jr., he's not on the ballot in most states. All right, so we checked this. This comes from his PAC, American Values. He's on the ballot in Utah, New Hampshire, Hawaii, Georgia, and Arizona. That's it. Five states. And he's working Michigan, South Carolina, Maryland, California, West Virginia, Indiana, Texas, Illinois, New York, and Massachusetts. You got to get, uh, in Michigan, for example, he needs 30,000 signatures. He's got 23,000. So is he going to make it on the ballot? I, I don't think he's going to get all 50 states for his third party run. Um, illegal immigration now. We got a two-year-old um, killed. And uh, some uh, gang guy, uh, Nilsson Granados, 25, doper, in the country illegally, is charged. Um, so this was in Virginia. And uh, this baby, two-year-old baby, got caught in a crossfire over a drug deal. This guy, uh, Granados, had been arrested before. He uh, was apparently in deportation proceedings, what the deuce was he doing out on the street? What? This is what I mean. You don't vote for an immigration bill that doesn't solve this. You don't. Any immigration bill's got to have this in it. You're arrested. That's it. You don't get out on anything. You're detained. Whether it's a DUI, a domestic, a dope thing, you don't get out. You're in a country illegally, you're arrested for a crime, you're detained. That's in the bill. Not in the bill, I'm not voting for it. Did you know every day is a perfect day for peace of mind? With American Home Shield warranty, you are covered for unexpected breakdowns like leaky faucets or faulty water heaters. Choose a plan that fits your budget and rest easy knowing repairs and replacements are taken care of. Simply contact American Home Shield when an issue arises, and their trusted pros will handle it according to your coverage. Don't let worries about appliances and home systems weigh you down. Celebrate the reassurance of protection. Don't worry, be warranty. For 20% off plans, visit ahs.com slash bill. For more details, see ahs.com slash contracts for coverage details, including limit amounts, fees, limitations, and exclusions. New Jersey residents, the product is being offered is a service contract and is separate and distinct from any product or service warranty, which may be provided by the home builder or manufacturer.
Hey, this is Vivek Ramaswamy. The media has systematically lied to you. The Hunter Biden laptop story, the origin of COVID-19, the Trump-Russia collusion hoax, or how your money's being spent in Ukraine. Enough already with the lies. No more lies, hard truths only. That's what the Truth Podcast is all about. It's not standard conservative talking points. If you want that, go somewhere else. But if you want the hard truth delivered to you in a way that challenges you and will challenge me intellectually, you're not going to find anything like this on the internet. Subscribe to The Truth Podcast today on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Lake and Riley, Georgia, funeral tomorrow, 2 p.m., Woodstock City Church. And um, our condolences, of course, to her family and friends. Um, horrible. And uh, Athens, uh, where the university is and where she was killed, Sanctuary City. And Joe Biden hasn't called a family. That's a disgrace. Romney? Yeah? No call to the family? Okay. Democracy across the world. Uh, Pew Research Center, one-year study, 31,000 people, 24 countries. USA, 75% of us say democracy is good, 23% bad, I guess 2% don't know what it is. So 23% of the American population thinks democracy is bad. They want totalitarianism. Keep that in mind, because that's an important factor. That's growing. They don't want it. Mostly on the left. You know, you, you got the Nazis on the right, but most of this is on the left. Other countries who, uh, Democracy is declining in Sweden, Kenya, Canada, UK, Nigeria. Those countries are losing uh, popularity in democracy. Three countries going up. Only three out of 24 are going up. Brazil, Poland, and Mexico. Keep in mind, 23% of Americans, I believe that, don't want democracy. All right, you want to be rich? Be honest. Would you like to be wealthy? And here's what you need in the USA to be wealthy. You need $5.8 million in assets, net worth, to be in the 1% wealthiest people in the country. $5.8 million. That's what you need. Accounts, houses, uh, art, collectibles, bank accounts, <clears throat> whatever. Switzerland, you need $8.5 million. Because cost of living is so much higher over there. Monaco, that's Monte Carlo between Italy and France, beautiful place. You need 13 million to be in a 1% over there. Australia, 4.7. Ireland, 4.3. Italy, 2.5. England, 3.1. So if you make, if your assets are more than that, you're in the wealthiest 1%. Smart life. Here are the best places in the USA to raise a family, according to studyfinds.com. Don't know what that is. Can't vouch for it. Here it is. Ann Arbor, Michigan, Plano, Texas, Irvine, California, Overland Park, Kansas, Columbia, Maryland, Arlington, Virginia, Naperville, Illinois. Ann Arbor, um, nice town. Very liberal. University of Michigan is there. Plano, Texas. I lived in Richardson, the town adjacent to Plano, 
And they have great schools in Plano, low crime rate. Nice place. Irvine, California, Orange County, same thing. Got to have a lot of money to live in Irvine. Good schools, calm, beach. Okay, but you're in California. Overland Park, Kansas, suburb of Kansas City, good schools. Same thing with Columbia, Maryland. Arlington, Virginia, right near the district. Um, Best school district. um, I'm I'm sorry, um, affordable housing there. And Naperville is a suburb of Chicago. I can't vouch for the best places, but <clears throat> that's what the study says. So we, um, we were celebrating Black History Month, but I didn't do it on the air. And when I mean we were celebrating it, I did a lot of research. And I put a lot of the research in it in confronting the presidents about black history. Because it had a profound effect on our presidents. Um, so I wanted to get somebody in, <clears throat> talk about Black History Month, and then The president of ABC News, an African-American woman, called Trump a racist. So then I said, hey, get Jason Whitlock in here. And we talked to him last night. Go. In your life, what event or events on the black history front do you feel were most important for you? The most important Black history moment for me is my mother and father and their commitment to me and my brother. And and my parents divorced when I was about five years old. My brother was about eight. Uh, but both of my parents stayed very involved in our lives. We lived with my mom uh, for most of my childhood. And then my senior high school, I went to live with my dad. And so the history that I'm most thankful for is that I had two parents that committed uh, to investing and in developing me and disciplining me and holding me accountable. Black history to me isn't reduced to a color. I'm, I'm thankful to the founding fathers for writing a Declaration of Independence and a U.S. Constitution that led to uh, the inevitable demise of slavery. And so and, and then all the people from Frederick Douglass to Richard Allen to all the abolitionists uh, to Abraham Lincoln, all the people that ended slavery and, and made America live up to the words promised in the Declaration of Independence and in the U.S. Constitution, that's what I think about when I think about black history. I think about what an incredible journey and what an incredible role those founding documents and the people black and white who made this country live up to the words in that founding document so, uh, are so, amazing. So you don't resent the fact that in the initial constitution in 1776, the founders didn't abolish slavery then. You don't resent that. I don't resent it. You know, it, 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 it's, it's a pie in the sky or it's a, a fantasy that the country could have even gotten off the ground if that had been placed in the original U.S. Constitution. That would true. be no United States of America. Yeah, absolutely true. I think Thomas Jefferson and, and those guys were, were visionary enough to know that slavery globally and at home was going to have to die a, a slower death rather yeah. than an instant death. You're giving the Jefferson- country was going to get off the ground. You're giving Jefferson too much credit, um, and I'll 
in my upcoming book, Confronting the Presidents, I'll explain his mindset. But you're absolutely 100 percent correct when you say there would not have been a United States because the southern uh, colonies would never have signed on if that had been the abolition of slavery had been in the original Constitution. Never in a million years. Now, I want to get uh, one thing in the news here. So on February 23rd, Donald Trump, as he is wont to do, was telling his people in a rally about the persecution directed at him. All right. He's very angry about it. And he makes it a central part of his presentation. Roll the tape. We've all seen the mugshot. And you know who embraced it more than anybody else? The black population. It's incredible. You see black people walking around with my mugshot. You know, they do shirts and they sell them for $19 a piece. It's pretty amazing. So Trump's point was that black people have been uh, historically unfairly treated in the criminal justice system. So they identify with what's happening to him, his point of view, his opinion. The president of ABC News, a woman of color, Kimberly Goodwin, writes a memo to all the ABC employees. I'm going to quote it. No matter what one's politics, the fact that a person running for president of the United States made these remarks, but also to a public crowd with so many black people present and that they stand with him is mind blowing, shocking. These remarks are as racist as they come, unquote, president of ABC News, Kimberly Goodwin. What's your reaction to that? You can't argue that George Floyd represents all of black America and his pain and his suffering uh, represents all of black America. We need to make statues because George Floyd is so important to black people. Well, George Floyd was a career criminal. There's just no way around that. He was high on drugs when he died. Uh, he was in the process of trying to pass counterfeit $20 bills. He was resisting police. If, if you as a black person and the left can argue that George Floyd is representative of black people's struggle and cry for justice, how can you argue that? And then when Trump says, well, dang, man, I'm being persecuted by the criminal justice system and black people are relating to it. He's just doing the exact same thing that you're doing. And, and so, so you did, you she's a hypocrite. Think, she's a phony. You didn't think there was anything racist about what Trump said? Uh, no. Because okay. <laughs> I didn't, not but I'm not, a, I'm not, I didn't either. I, I didn't, I looked at it five times and I go, I'm not seeing what's racist here, uh, but I'm not um, a person of color and I'm, I'm not really qualified to speak for them. Uh, yes, you are. Well, maybe yes, so, but are. I don't like to do yeah, that. Yes, you are. I, I don't, because I, your experience <laughs> and my experience <laughs> are different. But what really troubled me, here's what really troubled me, is the president of ABC News saying that they can't cover Trump fairly. She called him a racist. It's a gimmick, and they need to cut it out, and people need... Bill, I, I got to say this, and because it's been part of my messaging for 2024. White people got to man up and quit apologizing for being white and quit playing the left's game of, oh, I can't talk about this because I don't have your experience. These different shades of color don't make us have different experiences. 
I know some poor white people that grew up poor just like I did. They faced unfairness. They had obstacles they had to overcome. They, they, their parents divorced or were never married or any of that. People have far more in common than they do apart. All right, Jason, good. We cover what I wanted to cover. Uh, thank you for helping us out, as always. I'm glad you're doing well. Uh, you can catch Jason on The Blaze uh, with Beck and all the uh, crew. And um, we'll talk to you again soon, I hope. Thank you. All right, once again, thank you to uh, Jason. You can get him on The Blaze. This day in history, February 29th, 1936, President Roosevelt signed the Neutrality Act. Very controversial. Now, what did it say? It said that the United States is not going to send weapons or anything that could be used in war to the belligerents fighting in Europe or in Asia. Neutrality Act. We were neutral. Now, this is Hitler. This is Tojo. And ultimately, we had to fight them. But in 1936, 88 years ago, FDR said, no, not getting involved. Why did he do that? Because most Americans didn't want it after World War I. And the surveys from Gallup, 72% of Americans believe the USA should turn away Jewish refugees who got out. 72%. 54% said the persecution of Jews in Europe, partly their own fault. And you had big names. You had Charles Lindbergh, the aviator. You had Joseph Kennedy, the ambassador to the court of St. James in London. You had big names. They were kind of sympathizing with uh, Germany and so on. And that all ended, of course, in 1941 when we were attacked at Pearl Harbor. The best sources there, if you are interested in that, are killing Patton and killing the rising sun. So people ask me, well, what, what order should I? If you want to know about World War II, these are the books. You don't have to read any other books. This is it. I would read Patton first and Rising Sun second, because Rising Sun goes into the 1950s. The development of Bomb, Oppenheimer, all of that stuff. So there you go. All right, Mal, and a final thought on Leap Year coming your way. Let's go to the mail. Tom Spurlock, Yorba Linda, California. Bill, I disagree with your analysis. Biden and his puppeteers care greatly about the migrants coming to the U.S. This assures the Democratic vote domination um, in the years to come as illegal immigrants will vote Democrat. Okay, so you're disagreeing when I say President Biden does not care about uh, controlling the open border. You know that's true, Tom. He doesn't care about controlling it. That was what I said. He doesn't care. Lake and Riley, he doesn't care. It's 100% correct what I said. Okay? So you can't disagree with that. Your continuum is there's a reason that the open border, and that's down the road votes. Yeah, it's logical. But you can't prove it. Brian Bunnell, Beaver Creek, Ohio. It doesn't make sense that Biden's old and feeble uh, and you can't be prosecuted for the documents, but he's still OK to run the country. Of course, it doesn't make it. It's all politics. Look, they could indict it. They could have indicted Biden on the uh, document thing. Just like they could have invited Hillary, uh, indicted Hillary Clinton on the personal email thing.
I don't want to do it. That's it. Mark Hafner, Westlake Village, California, federal law, Trump state law, how do states pass laws that conflict with federal law? Well, you could pass anything you want. For example, Oregon passes a law that says hard drugs possession is okay. Now they're trying to rescind the law because it's caused so much damage to the state, but they passed it. If you are a DEA agent in Portland, Oregon, and you're making a case on heroin, the state of Oregon can't stop you. You can arrest those people and cart them off and indict them in federal court. And the state can't do anything about it. That's the power of federal law over state law. Carl Jemet, Wallingford, Vermont. Bill, you rightly hold Biden accountable for the death of Lake and Riley. Doesn't, but doesn't Mitch McConnell also have blood on his hands for rejecting Kate's law several years ago? That would have saved Lakin's life. No, it wouldn't have. Because the guy who killed Lakin Lake, uh, I'm sorry, Lakin Riley, wasn't deported and came back. He just waltzed on in. Nobody stopped them. They let him go unsupervised. Kate's law would have said, you're deported. You're a foreign national and deported. You come back, five years minimum. First offense, 10 years second offense. Now, is there blood on McConnell's hands for killing that bill? You could make a case for it. You could. Absolutely. Because her deportations, it's a joke now. It is a joke. Thank you, Mitch. See you later. And, and a lot of people wrote to me about, well, he, he did good in the Supreme Court, and he did this, he did that. Okay. Okay. But I don't believe he was looking out for you or me. I don't believe that for one second. It's all about power with him. Carol Concierge, remember Mitch McConnell's legacy will be that he participated in establishing the largest debt in American history, considering he entered the Senate as a fiscal conservative. Shame on him. Go along, go along, go along. Dennis Christ, Walla Walla, Washington. Democrats are talking about abortion this year. I was under the impression the Supreme Court have settled that. No, they didn't settle it. They just kicked it back to the states. So the Democrat propaganda is that all Republicans want to ban abortion. That's what you're going to hear. That's not true. But the states now are in charge of how long a pregnancy is viable. And once it's viable, you can't abort it. You can't abort the fetus. Each state makes its determination. Here in New York, you could kill a fetus right up to birth, 10 minutes before. Nobody's going to do anything to it. California, Illinois, Massachusetts. Gary Alred, Dyke, Virginia. Have you given thought to writing a book chronicling your career in journalism? It would be compelling. Well, thank you, Gary. 50 years uh, next uh, January. I'll be in uh, the journalism business 50 years. Um, and I'm not counting my uh, stint at Boston U on the Daily Free Press, where I did pretty good journalism. I, yeah, I, I don't know. If I did write a book like that, I would have to burn a lot of people. I mean, burn them. So I don't know if I want to do that. But I'm thinking about it. Okay, BillOReilly.com shop. Confronting the president's hot. 
Uh, we got about 5,000 advance orders now just on BillOReilly.com alone, and I know they have thousands on Amazon, BardsandNoble.com. Um, hot book, okay? We do not charge you when you order on BillOReilly.com until we ship. September 10th is the pub date. We will get the book to you in uh, August, okay, if you advance, if you buy from us in an advanced uh, situation. Crazy Horse, another good killing book. Killing Crazy Horse, very reasonably priced at $12.95. Um, so if you want some good spring break reading, get the killing books. Crazy Horse is a really good buy. Word of the day, no vexation, V-E-X-A-T-I-O-N, no vexation. When writing to me, Bill at BillOReilly.com, Bill at BillOReilly.com, name in town if you wish to opine. Back with Leap Day. Okay, so you may know this. I hope you do. 2024 is a leap year. Today is February 29th. We usually only have 28 days in February. So what is this leap thing? When I was a kid, my mother and father would tease each other on the leap years by saying, oh, no, this is the year that women can ask men to marry them in a non-traditional way. And there is something to that. Okay, so here is the story. This is an old Irish legend. Dates back to the 5th century. St. Bridget is said to have negotiated with St. Patrick. Both were living in monasteries to allow women to propose to men every four years in the leap year situation. Um, Nobody knows what St. Patrick said. Did he buy into it? I'm not sure. But that's where it came from. came from Ireland. Now, leap year in America, nah, that's not a big deal. comes from the Roman calendar. I don't want to get into the Roman calendar and all of that. Your head will blow up. But, um, you know, you don't hear a lot of people going about Leap year. But if any of you ladies have proposed to men on leap day or in a leap year, let me know. I would be very curious to see if you uh, were part of that tradition. Okay. So thank you very much for watching and listening to the No Spin News. We got a new column on Sunday, probably right about Super Tuesday or maybe Hunter. I don't know. I don't want to be too repetitive on Hunter, but column coming up. Sunday morning, and um, next week is going to be a very, very lively week, okay? And we want you to have a great weekend. Relax. We'll see you on Monday.